Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. Now, on a previous episode, we talked to Chris Messina of Google about activity streams. Uh, If you heard it or if you're a regular listener, chances are you understand the advantages of activity streams over email for collaboration already. Uh, But if you missed it, I definitely think you should give it a listen, and I've got a link in the show notes. But in it, uh, Chris Messina says, activity streams and data visualizations – Uh, which let us consume vast amounts of data in short periods of time, just may be the magic bullet for business to realize the true value of social. Um, Given the sheer volume of data that's out there now, information parsed in smaller bite-sized chunks is more valuable than gigs and gigs because it's easier to digest in shorter periods of time. Um, Like status updates, activity streams make data easier to appreciate. And if you think about it, you know, we, we've sort of learned to attenuate ourselves to dropping in and pulling out of streams in a prolonged state of what Chris called ambient intimacy. Um, the value is that rather than uh, having information hurled into your email inbox, much of which probably isn't useful to you, um, but which you still have to weed through, zapping your productivity, you can pop in and out of a stream when you need it. Um, On Facebook, you know, we use the top news algorithm to use social intelligence to find items that we may have missed, right, based on what's engaging the most people, what they've liked most, what they've commented on most. And uh, if you're uh, active in any groups in LinkedIn, you can search those groups. You can see uh, users' activity to see if you've missed something. Uh, But essentially, it's self-service, right? You decide what you're going to get rather than having it pushed at you. Currently, the only real practical channel we have in the workplace based on adoption is email for collaboration. And, you know, the question is, is that the best way to go? Today, we use public streams on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn for marketing and for sales and for customer service, which certainly makes sense. But what do you do if the information you're sharing is proprietary? Now, in his keynote at Dell's B2B social media huddle in London last month, Brian Solis said that he never shares any information that gives him a competitive edge. But if all you've got uh, for an activity stream is Facebook, there's no easy practical way to get yourself a private activity stream for you and your coworkers. Now, Google had tried to provide that type of a solution with Wave. In my opinion, it was before its time. People didn't see the value. Google pulled the plug. But software as a service leader, Salesforce.com, introduced a service called Chatter, which gives companies a way to social network privately. And in February, Salesforce.com actually made Chatter free. Now, it should come as no surprise that access to a private, safe activity stream behind the firewall could bring with it new efficiencies and added productivity in the workplace. And here to discuss the benefits of social networking inside the organization is Robin Daniels, VP of Product Marketing for Chatter. Robin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Eric. I'm happy to be here. 
Now, now you guys in a recent survey, you said customers are actually finding productivity gains by using chatter. Tell us about tell us about what you what you learned. Well, it was quite astounding. Every single year, we at Salesforce, we ask our customers what kind of benefits they get from using our technology. So in last November, we asked over 6,000 companies who are using Salesforce and who are specifically using Chatter what kind of benefits they saw from using this new collaboration application. And the, the results were really mind-blowing because by this point in time, Chatter had only really been available for three to four months for our customers because it was released in June of 2010. So after just three to four months of using Chatter, our customers reported astounding results. They said they saw a reduction in email of 32% and a reduction in the amount of meetings they had to attend to by 28%. And imagine if you suddenly could cut out your meetings that you had every single week by a third. Think about how much more productive you would be and how much more time you would get back. So those two results alone were astounding, but they also reported a 36% increase in collaboration between their teams because suddenly they were able to break down these silos that exist in all companies. And a lot of these silos are based on hierarchy or department or geographic location. And these silos are are not really put in place by the company, but they're just kind of natural structures that form as a company grows and grows. But Chatter brings down those those uh, silos and, and those barriers. And, and another thing that they also reported, which I thought was really astounding, they said that they were able to respond to customers faster by up to 33%. And I have a great example of a customer who, who told me a great story of how they were able to do that. It's a company called um, BCD Travel, and it's, it's one of the largest travel management companies in the world with offices in 80 countries around the globe. And I spoke to their director of CRM, and she told me how one support agent who was based in Johannesburg in South Africa went from being able to close 10 customer cases a day to being able to close 40 customer cases a day. That's an increase in productivity of 400%. And the reason why was simple. Before, before they had Chatter, this support agent would have to you know, feel the call from a customer then they would have to go and find information to resolve the customer issue and then get back to the customer. And they would have to do all these things on their own. But now with Chatter, simply they would post their question on their internal social network, which was Chatter, and, and people that they'd never met before from their 80 offices would chime in with the information they needed to get back to their customer quicker. They were suddenly connected to people in Buenos Aires, in Argentina, and with people in Dublin and Ireland, in, in Tokyo, in, in, in Japan, and so on. And the amount of information that they ha- now had pushed to them just made them a lot smarter and a lot more able to, to do their work better. So it really wasn't a great example of what Chatter can do for a company. Now, you also reported that nearly 50% of users surveyed said they could find information faster. How, how does a private social network make it easier to find information than file sharing on a server? Well, that's, a, that's an excellent question. The, the, the report said to us that they could find information faster, and the reason why is simple. Most collaboration tools that companies use today are broken. And here I'm talking about email, I'm talking about intranets, I'm talking about file servers, maybe even instant messaging. With all of these tools, the, the user is not empowered to do anything. You have to go and sift through all this information to figure out what is the right thing to do my job. How can I be more productive? How do I get the right information to close my deal, to help my customer? To, to run my marketing campaign and so on. You have to go and do all these things. And we know email is not a great tool for collaboration because a lot of times people only send you emails selectively that you, they think you should see. But with Chatter, you are empowered as a user. This is what we've learned from Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. We are empowering the user to go and decide, I want to connect with this person. I want to be part of this group. I want to follow this critical price list or 
PowerPoint presentation or customer information inside of Chatter. And every time something gets updated or changes with these critical pieces of, of information, I will get notified instantly. So instead of me having to go find out where's the latest price list or instead of me having to go find out where's the latest corporate PowerPoint presentation to show to my customer, I follow the document and every time it gets updated, I know instantly. You know, and think of it this way. One thing that was really incredible is when, when I meet with, with sales leaders, for example, and they say, you know, I have 10 people on my team and each of them, my 10, 10 people are working on 10 deals. That's 100 deals that you normally have to keep track of. But now with Chatter, you would simply go in and you would say, I'm going to follow this piece of data, this customer deal. And every time it changes, so for example, if it changes from you know, just negotiation stage to maybe being closed, you would know instantly. You don't have to go and hunt your people down in the hallway asking them, hey, what's going on with this deal? Or you don't have to email them. You don't have to call them. You know instantly so you can be a lot more productive. You can find the information you need to do your job better. And that's what Chatter brings to you. It pushes that information to you instead of you having to go and find it yourself. So, um, you know, given your experience now marketing this product um, and having seen, you know, Google Wave appear and vanish, um, what what is it about Google Wave that that didn't work and why is chatter working? Because from from an outsider standpoint, you would know better than me. But from from my from my perspective, it seems like the products are very similar. Well, on the surface, they certainly, when we describe them, they sound very similar. And I think you're right when you said in your introduction that Google Wave might have been ahead of its time. I mean, what they, they offered was really a neat solution for, for enhancing collaboration and company. You know, I mean, you could argue whether or not it was easy to use. I've heard mixed things from, from customers and so on. The reason why Chatter is different is because it's integrated into the work stream that everyone is already using. Most of our customers are already using us to manage their sales, their customer service, and so on. And now what we're doing is we're adding a social layer on top of that. The, the, Chatter is a private social network that just makes it easier for you to find the information inside that you're, that you're looking for. So, for example, instead of having to um, go and use a, a new tool and learn all that, it looks and feels like the tools that you're using every single day to collaborate in your private life. It looks and feels like Twitter and Facebook in terms of it has the stream of information pushed to you. And in, in terms of you being able to go and follow a person or go connect with a group and be part of that and share information, it feels very similar. I've heard from companies like Interesis, which is a, a department of Siemens, they said to us, well, you know, we, we turned on Chatter for 1,000 users. And within a week, we had 100% adoption because it looked and felt just just like the social tools that all of our users use every single day. So the learning curve is very, very small. We did that on purpose, of course, because we want to, you know, basically give people the tools that they feel comfortable with in their personal lives. Facebook has trained more than half a billion users how to collaborate in your private life, even though you might not use those terms when you're on Facebook. But in essence, you are collaborating with your friends, your family, you're sharing photos, you're, you're joining people in, in groups and sharing information there. And you are collaborating, but it's, it's, a, it's a very different thing to do it on Facebook than doing it in your company where you're talking about private and confidential information, winning deals, beating the competition, making your customers happy, sharing information about mergers and acquisition. That's what Chatter is being used for, for making sure that everyone is on the same page and aligned inside that company. The Office of E-Diplomacy at the U.S. Department of State has developed some absolutely phenomenal tools for diplomats to use uh, to essentially 
do their job on social media. There really are. It's an impressive suite of tools, uh, but they're having some real challenges with getting people to adopt the tools. And, um, you know, you can imagine in a, a government agency like the U.S. Department of State, where many of the um, officers, foreign service officers, may be a bit older, maybe not as engaged with social media. I mean, it can be very tough to get uh, people to adopt and use these tools. So I'd like talk to me about the issue of adoption, because if everybody's not using it, it doesn't work. Absolutely. And it's, you're right. It's a, it's a very tough issue. Think of it from a from a social media perspective at Facebook, right? They have one giant social network where everyone joins and they can find their friends and so on. What we're trying to do with, with Chatter is we're trying to create a, so, you know, a, a hundred thousand of these private social networks. I mean, we have 80,000 companies now using Chatter and that means that we're trying to create 80,000 of these private social networks for companies. So adoption, of course, is going to look very different than when we talk about adoption of Facebook or Twitter. Having said that, well, adoption has been very high of chatter. And the reason why, again, it comes back to the look and feel and the ease of use is of paramount of importance. But, but coming back to your question about you have some people who might be resistant, you might have some people who just don't get social media, who don't want to use it. And we've certainly seen that, of course, in some of our customers who have been rolling out chatter. There's always going to be um, some people in a company who might be more resistant to it. And, and those people, we call them lurkers, right? They might log into Salesforce, they might log into Chatter, but they might not be active contributors. So in any given company, what we're seeing is, it's very interesting, we're seeing you have these super users who are kind of the torchbearers of how to use Chatter. They're posting a lot, they're creating groups, they're sharing files, they're sharing documents, they're updating each other and so on, and, and everyone's benefiting from that. And then you have a section of users who log in, but they might not look like they're active, but they're still getting a lot of value from just seeing the activity stream. It makes their decision-making process better because they know what is this department working on how is the mood in my company what's going on with this deal so on the surface it doesn't look like they're doing anything but of course we have tools in the background at salesforce where we can measure how many people log in how often they log in and so on it's not it's not information we release but we can see that there are a lot of people who log in who might not be doing things and it's the same on 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 if you then go back to the the public analogy of Facebook, there are a lot of people on Facebook who never really do anything or it looks like they don't do anything. But you know when you speak to them privately, they said, oh, yeah, I saw that on Facebook. And so you know that they are logging in, they're seeing what's happening, but they might not look like they're actively contributing to the conversation, but they're still gaining value out of seeing what is being shared there. Great point. Um, is Chatter hackable? How does it compare to SharePoint and the platform's biggest weakness? When we return, stay with us. This January 2011, Paul Gillen and Eric Schwartzman bring you the first book devoted exclusively to B2B social media communications. Packed with business-to-business case studies and applied knowledge, Social Marketing to the Business Customer is the most comprehensive collection of B2B social media marketing guidance ever assembled. B2B markets are driven by value and relationships. That's very different from B2C markets. This book's a hands-on guide. It walks business people step-by-step through the process of using social media to find and engage business customers to ultimately drive more revenue. Social Marketing to the Business Customer is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Borders. Or buy it at our show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Also available for iPad and Kindle. Now, nothing's unhackable. 
What do you say to companies that are concerned about the risks of having their proprietary conversations in the cloud? Well, I would say this. Salesforce has been doing business for about 12 years now. And if you ask any single employee at Salesforce, nothing is more important to Salesforce as a company than the security of our service and the success of our customers. That's why we have the largest banks in the world running Salesforce. That's why we have the largest security companies in the world like Cisco and Symantec and McAfee all running Salesforce because we take security more important than anything else. And we also do several security audits every single quarter to make sure that our standards meet the highest and stringent requirements. We even invite in our customers to go in and test our security to make sure that nothing can ever be hacked through because of course, you're having private discussions here in a, in a social in your private social network about very sensitive issues. It could be about bonus issues, about compensation, about competitors, about new deals, about new acquisitions, and you want to make sure that this is completely safe. And our customers have certainly they certainly trust us to to maintain that form. And a lot of our customers actually say to us that we do security better than they, they could ever do themselves because we have a huge security staff who do nothing else than monitor the security of our service twenty four seven. Because we realize this is our winning key point that we can offer that most companies can never dream of actually implementing themselves because it's costly, it's expensive, of course, and, and, and it's paramount, right? And, and it's always, there's never a finish line. You're always working towards how can we make it more secure, more stable, more scalable, and so on. I guess beyond your security efforts, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you've got to worry about the client letting their username and password out. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's always that. There's always that concern, which is why when we go out and we talk to our customers, we certainly have recommendations and guidelines for the level of, of uh, security they should implement based on what kind of data they're storing inside of Salesforce and also what kind of password policy they should put in place. Every company is different, right? Some companies are pretty open and, and with their, their information and others, you know, like banks and the pharmaceutical industries and life sciences are very concerned about their security. And so, so they, of course, have very different policies. It's, it's all dependent on industry, size of the company and, and kind of their, their conservativeism, if you want to look at it that way. That's very interesting. So you're saying even inside the organization mm-hmm. that um, companies have policies about what can and cannot be discussed. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we do when we go and talk to our customers about chatters, we give them a, a chatter etiquette guide. And this etiquette guide basically sets some rules of thumb for what should be valuable contributions on a social uh, network inside a company and what are not valuable. If people are talking about what they saw on TV last night or where they're going to lunch, those are conversations that do not really add anything to the lives of other working people. And they just kind of add noise to your activity stream. Whereas where you when you post questions or you post you know, a presentation for feedback or you, you help another of your colleagues maybe get the information they need to help a customer, those are things where they, they, you start adding value. So we give out our, uh, a chatter etiquette guide to our customers so they kind of just know what, what should we, how should we use this, this new application because we've never had anything like it before. And we always say to them, here's a good rule of thumb. Do not ever post anything on chatter um, that you don't want your HR team or your CEO to see. If you think I, my CEO wouldn't like me uh, seeing this information, then don't post it. But a lot of times, a tool like Chatter simply follows the same kind of communication guidelines as email. You know, you wouldn't put a lot of um, stupid things in email, you know, about your colleagues, about the company, and so on, because of course the company can track that and so on. The same with Chatter. Chatter is fully trackable, and, and the administrator can monitor what is being said and the discussions being had there. Is the etiquette guide publicly available? Yeah, absolutely. I can certainly send you a link to that. Excellent. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Just to push back for a minute here on one thing you said, 
with respect to the noise. Um, you know, one thing you realize in business is that when you share a common interest with a coworker, though it may not be applicable to your business, uh, sports, cooking, whatever it may be, a hobby, an interest, um, you're able to build deeper relationships with those people on that common ground. And so, you know, there there are, uh, uh, you know, voices out there that have said, hey, you know, some degree of personal interaction on a professional corporate social network is a good idea because it allows you to solidify uh, stronger uh, relationships. And if it's all business all the time, it's boring. What, what do you say yeah. to that? Actually, I, I totally agree. And it's interesting. It's. I, I spoke to one of our customers, and the, the, his name is John Green. He's vice president of IT at a company called Denmat. And he said, you know, we're seeing a lot of benefit from Chatter. We have 2,500 people now using Chatter in our company, and they love it. And it's bring, making us more productive, and we're able to respond more to customers. But you know what it also does, Robin? It also makes work fun again. And you can't underestimate how important it is to have fun while you're working. It brings everyone closer. The morale in the company goes up, right? And, and everyone feels like they're bought into the mission of the company as a whole. They feel like they have a stake in it in Emotionally, even if people are working in different offices, they feel like just the fact that you're adding a photo to every single employee makes a huge difference in the interaction. So I absolutely think that this is a tool, an application that can really be used to transform a company and bring everyone closer together. And of course, having a little bit of fun at work is always a good thing. It's just if it, if it becomes too much, if all you're talking about is you know personal things and wh- wh- where you're going for lunch, where you're going for happy hour and such and so on, then it, it kind of diminishes the value of chatter. I don't want to exclude the, the amount of, of things that you should post. And sometimes it is valuable to just post things like a kudos to your team member or Great job here. Let's go celebrate tonight with drinks and so on. There's certain things that are really important because it shows everyone that this is a tool that gives the visibility into the company of what are people really caring about right now in this moment. So it's a fine balance of both of, of, of course, being productive and using it as a productive tool in your company, but also using it to increase morale and increase fun. Now, in my book, we had a whole chapter on picking the right platform. And you've essentially got three choices, right? You got open source, you got licensed, and you got software as a service. Um, so when you look at, you know, proprietary license solutions like, say, SharePoint uh, for internal social networking, what criteria should companies evaluating an internal social networking platform be considering to decide whether to go licensed or with software as a service? Well, there's a lot of different criteria. One of, some of the ones, let me just uh, frame a little bit of this. One would be how easy is it to set up and roll it out? That would be one criteria, I think. You know, in terms of if you look at, at Chatter versus a SharePoint, for example, Chatter, there is no setup out of the box. You just log in. Every user can just log in for the first time and start using it right away. With SharePoint, there's a lot of overhead in terms of the administrator has to set it up, roll it out, train everyone, and so on. So that that's one thing. The other thing, of course, is the, the notion that because this is all in the cloud, and, and we are a cloud company, we're a pure play cloud company, it means that we can innovate a lot faster than a lot of the, uh, the on-premise solutions like a SharePoint. We come out with three new versions of our technology every single year. And these are not minor versions where we just have some bug fixes. These are major new versions where you're getting a lot of new functionality. And this could be you know, greater new functionality on your iPhone, your iPad, and so on. And it could be a lot of new functionality inside of the application through your browser. And our customers get this for free as part of when they sign up for, for Chatter, which means that they're always using the latest technology. A lot of times, if you're using an on-premise technology or kind of one of these where you have to go and build it yourself a little bit, you, you're kind of restricted to you know, every, every release cycle that's two or three, maybe sometimes even four years. So that's also really a, a pain in the neck for a lot of uh, companies. The other thing is, 
But this is just works in a new cloud two world. We're calling this new world cloud two. And cloud two for us is really a world that's defined by being social and open, but also mobile. And so Chatter is really a, a product an application that is perfect for this next generation of cloud services where you're not sitting by your desk anymore all the time. You're accessing your information on your iPad, on your iPhone, on your Android device, or your BlackBerry. And of course, Chatter fully works on all these devices. There are specific applications for those devices that take full advantage of the capabilities of those devices, like the iPad. You know, the iPad is revolutionizing the world, both from a consumer perspective, but certainly also from a business perspective. And being able to get all your Chatter information and your presentations and your customer data through the Chatter client is an amazing experience, and our customers love that. So those are just three, three things I would highlight as being very different from something like SharePoint that you, that you were mentioning. You know, in '01, um, I launched a company called iPressroom, which was a cloud solution for managing online newsrooms. And in 2010, I sold the company. And, um, you know, we would get com- uh, prospective customers who would come to us. And once in a while, you'd get that customer that was just so stuck on Microsoft and mm-hmm. so resistant to hosting externally mm-hmm. that we basically would just say, you know what, sales, uh, SharePoint's a better solution for you because <laughs> we just didn't want to fight the war. We know they were going to suck us dry and probably wasn't going to be worth it. So I would like to ask you, it, when do, what customer do you see where you say, you know what, steer clear of these guys. These guys are a black hole. Well, there are no customers where we see that, but there's certainly, back to your point, you're right. I mean, most companies, they have SharePoint because they've just been given it to, to them by, um, by Microsoft. So we, realize, we recognize that that's a fact of doing business today, of course. That's how Microsoft operates. So one thing that we do, we have an open API. We call it the Chatter API, where we can basically tie into any system, whether or not that's an SAP, Oracle, or a SharePoint, which means that you can still live inside of, of Chatter, but you can pull in information documents and so on from your SharePoint implementation. And more and more of our customers are starting to do that because they realize that Chatter is a better way of getting the information I care about pushed to me. So you can still have all these other systems, but you can have the information pushed to you. So through the API, we have customers now who are pulling in information from SharePoint, from Google applications, from Twitter, from Facebook, from SAP, from Oracle, you name it. What happens ends up happening then is that Chatter becomes more or less like an enterprise portal for you, where the first thing you do in the morning is you log into Chatter because that is now where all the information that you really care about in terms of how you run your business is being displayed. You don't have to go to all these 50 different systems. It's right there inside of Chatter. And that's very exciting. So one of the things that we're really excited about is making the API you know, even more powerful. We're working a lot on making the API more extensible, more powerful, so you can do a lot of cool things with that API. One of our partners is called Seismic, and they have kind of a client where you can pull in information from Facebook and and, and Twitter and other social networks, but they also now have a plugin through the Chatter API so you can pull in information from, uh, from Chatter, which means that you can open up this application by our partner, Seismic, and you can now get a full view of all your personal uh, activities as well as your, your um, business activities in, in one view. It's pretty cool. So our customers and partners are really excited about this. So Seismic becomes the engagement platform? Absolutely. It's, it's one of the ones now because they have taken the initiative. They realize that, yeah, it's great that people want an overview of what's going on in their private life. But you know what? A lot of times they're also communicating with their internal stakeholders and internal teams. So why don't we add a, a plugin for Chatter? And they've done that and it's fully available now. And it's great. I mean, I would highly recommend going and checking this out because it's kind of like a tweet deck of some of these other solutions out there, like a Hootsuite, where you get a full view of all your activity streams on all your networks. But now it also includes your private network. 
you know, if you think back on that, um, the tweet that went out with uh, with with the profanity in it, which wound up getting <laughs> GM, GM's agency ki- uh, killed from the account, was it GM? Right, it was. It was. I um, remember reading that. You know, a lot of the people uh, that I've spoken to about it have said, "Hey, you know, if you use a platform like TweetDeck or Hootsuite or Seasmic for that matter, um, you know, it's too easy to bring in the business feed and the personal feed, and then by the same measure." too easy to you know misfire so this question to Louis Lemure if you're listening buddy I want to know how you're going to deal with that and maybe we'll have you on a future in, uh, <laughs> episode to discuss it but great answer to a tough question and I'm going to give it one more try here okay in my book with Paul um, we mention a story involving John Chambers the chairman of Cisco sure. um, and in it um, I think we were actually quoting uh, Charlene Lee's book, uh, Open Leadership. Um, but the story is that, you know, when, when John Chambers interviews someone for a job, he always asks them what their biggest weakness is or what the biggest mistake is that they've ever made. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says if he gets a, you know, a, a cursory answer, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't hire the person because he says that, you, have, you know, only the strong can mm-hmm. admit their weaknesses. Right. So having said that, What's the biggest weakness of Salesforce chatter right now, and how are you addressing it? I would say it's, it's from a making sure that everyone starts using it in a company instead of just having pockets, right? Because adoption, I would say, is probably a, a big thing right now. And, and the reason why I say that is because, again, it comes back to what I said earlier. You're trying to create a new social network in your company, and that's not easy to do. What, it's, what it really requires to really take off right, is strong leadership. You need to have some strong leaders who are really being the torchbearers for this kind of application. It's a new way of communicating. It's a new way of collaborating. Nobody's ever really done this before in most companies. So you need strong leadership to really push it for you. You need leadership who can continue, not just to, to say, okay, now we have Chatter, go use it, but continually you know, shows how to use it, calls out how, how uh, people should be recognized for using it in great and interesting ways. You also need evangelists inside of companies who can help really make the tool take off. Because when you think about it, again, it's, it's not that... Um, it's not an easy thing to create a, a social network in a company where you have everyone just participating. But in, once you can start really you know, telling people of the, I would say, that the benefits and you have a clear-cut leader inside of a company who can do that, it becomes a lot easier. Let me give you an example. So, so Dell is our largest um, Chatter customer in the world. They have more than 100,000 licenses. And, and Chatter is going absolutely gangbusters at Dell. And it's going really well. And the reason why is because Michael Dell is a huge proponent. So he has, you know, told his team, go use Chatter because I want to see what's going on in my whole company. And they, of course, then go and tell their team. So you get a strong leadership who really goes and encourages everyone to use that tool. If you don't have that, there's certainly a, a fear that Chatter would not take off or any social network might not take off because it just kind of becomes crickets. It becomes you know a few people logging in and maybe you have a department using it, but it doesn't really go for the whole company. And as we've seen, Chatter is much better if you get everyone using it. It's kind of like when email came out 20 years ago. The reason why email was successful is because everyone got an email address. If you only gave email to 10 or 20% of your company, it wouldn't be that, that, that effective. You know, and it's the same with a social network in your company. To really be effective, you need everyone using it. That's when you start realizing what this, this department is doing, what this region is working on, and so on. So my, my, just to get back to your answer, if this doesn't happen, there's certainly a, a sense that chatter usage would not be as high as it could be. 
Does that make sense? It does. It does. I appreciate your taking the time to join us for this episode of On the Record Online. Uh, Just a few notes to listeners, some interesting episodes coming up. Uh, We've got a two-part series with Rich Devine of Zaz on mobile search strategy, Uh, a two-part series with Dan Zarella on the best time to Facebook, best time to tweet, best time to email, and best time to blog on some very uh, comprehensive research that he's completed. And we're going to have a community management special uh, with uh, Rachel Happ. That's going to be about the nitty-gritty of community management. So don't miss, those, don't miss those episodes. As always, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at On The Record, or uh, friend us on Facebook. Um, Robin, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Eric. Have a good day. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.